Welcome to the Leader's Journey podcast, brought to you by the University of West Florida's College of Business. My name is Tim Kinsella, and I am the Executive Director of the Yalestock Wicken Crease and Overhaul Center for Leadership here at the University of West Florida. Dive in with us as we explore the true meaning of the leader's journey and how we can recognize and nurture transformative moments in our life to become the leader our people need in a rapidly evolving world. Together, we will explore the true meaning of leadership. We will explore hard truths of leadership, wipe away the fog of leadership myths, and give you a clear vision of how you can be the leader of tomorrow. Let's embark on this journey together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Leader's Journey podcast. My name is Tim Kinsler, and I am the Executive Director of the Ailstock Wickens Crease Overholz Center for Leadership. I am here with my very good friend and colleague, Aaron Dimmock, who is the Director of Leadership Programs here at the Center for Leadership. Aaron, how are you? Doing great, Tim. So excited to be getting going with this and uh, really looking forward to this kickoff conversation, my friend. Yeah, you bet. So, I mean, there are so many leadership podcasts on the airwaves today. So, I mean, there must be, right? And then how many leadership books do you find if you go onto Amazon and you type in leadership book? I mean, tens of thousands. So what the heck? What are, what are we doing? Why are we here? Why are we creating this thing? And why are we adding to this panoply of, did I say that word right? of uh, leadership and leadership books. What are we going to add to the space that is going to be useful for our listeners, do you think? Uh, I think as, as you and I, we've had the wonderful opportunity to chat about this a few times and with the goal to try to unlock students' potential, I, I think it's just a, a still a very worthy conversation and, and no one's quite figured it out yet, right? I mean, that's why so many folks kind of weigh in in this space. And it's just really fascinating because I think each of us is a little bit different necessarily in our leadership, practical leadership with others, which I think is certainly a part of this particular podcast that we can offer the practice of leadership between the two of us and the folks that we'll be inviting into the conversation. I just think there's there's so much substance that could be added to what seems like an already littered conversation across the uh, industry of leadership. How about you? You hit on two really key points there. First of all, what are we about? What makes us different? And second, what is it going to look like when we're doing this? And you're absolutely right. Every single leader is different. Everybody has a different journey to become the leader that they are. You don't show up on day one being the perfect leader. It takes you a long time to get there. And and that's what we're interested in, in unlocking and understanding. You bring your own baggage, your own skills, your own deficiencies, your own everything to whatever the challenge is. So what we want to do is build on those things. How do we help you to take all the great skills that you have and all the great experiences that you have and unlock that and wipe away the myths of leadership that we see so often in the marketplace today. Because there's, you know, are leaders born and made? That's the that's the the ever present question. Are leaders yeah. born? Well, if, if, if leaders are born, then what the heck are we doing here? <laughs> what purpose do we have? And then the other thing you said is bringing guests on. That's, that's what we want to do is this. We certainly don't have all the answers, right? You that's and I. Uh, Somebody asked me, who who are our courses at the Center for Leadership for, and uh, what are the, what's the age group? And my response to them was, well, when you stop learning about leadership, that's when you're six feet under the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're always learning. And if there's one thing that every great leader does, every single one, is that they learn. They're willing to open their mind to learn about different possibilities. And it's all about being the leader that your people need. Without what do they need? In that moment, in that time, in that situation, how can you be who they need to get the most out of whatever it is that they're doing? Perfect. 
Absolutely. I think that's what we're what we're trying to unlock. Uh, and when we talk to people, it's it's getting the truth, warts and all, everything. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, but just as you've hit on it, I think there's even more there's more substance and meaning in those warts and all, mm -hmm. right? Like it'll be really really amazing to explore what has been learned specifically that enabled folks to show up and be who others needed in the moment. Yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. So as, as we're talking to these folks and we get everything warts and all, we hope that our listeners, maybe there's something in there that will unlock something for them. There'll be a little nugget in there that they will think, huh, I haven't thought about something that way. And that's that's all we're trying to do. Just plant little seeds here and there, you know? Absolutely. Um, so just so as our listeners get an understanding of who it is that they're listening to, Aaron, who are you and what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a human being <laughs> that has a passion like yours. They're not a bot. But that's right. <laughs> For uh, certainly the, the realm of leadership and all the flat facets and complexities therein. And the fact that uh, I've had the wonderful opportunity to both be a member of and leader of various teams in the military, outside the military, over, um, you know, but including sports in high school and middle school, well over 30 years, almost 40 years now. And to try to make some sense of that for myself and then just put it out there for others to listen to and see if it resonates with them. And then certainly, as you mentioned, with the individuals that are sitting in the seats of leadership, dealing with current challenges, dealing with current teams and how they're navigating all of that, it'll just be fascinating to learn about them as well. So who am I uh, to more directly ask? Answer that question, my friend. I, nobody's special, but I am someone that uh, that has had uh, a bit of worldly experience, and I've tried to take both those failures, warts, and successes, make sense of them to continue to fuel how I lead teams present day. And it'll be interesting. I have no doubt you and I will learn with and from each other and the folks that we talk with in the future podcasts that we'll be able to integrate. So to your point, like what is something, one seminal element in one podcast that someone might be able to share, whether it's you, myself, somebody else, and take that and practice it. See if it makes a difference and learn learn about it. And if it does, be able to use that moving forward. So that's who I am. Who are you, Tim? Oh, goodness. Um, I am a, I'm a humble, humble student of leadership. But uh, so we have a big reveal here in the podcast, and it's uh, that Aaron and I are... Uh, graduates of the same university, the Vocational Technical School for um, for wayward naval officers on the Severn River in Annapolis, Maryland. Yes. Uh, and we're both, uh, we are classmates from that great institution, so we've known each other for, gosh, uh, 30 years now. And so yeah. it's great to be doing this here with you. So Aaron and I both have a military background. I spent 33 years in the military flying helicopters, and now I'm here in academia, and it is an absolute pleasure and a privilege to be able to take all those great leadership lessons that you and I learned in that time in the military and, and to try and show folks, to wipe away that fog of leadership, that to show them what the real truths of leadership are, that there is a wrong way, that there is a right way. Uh, it isn't, it, it's difficult, but it's simple. Yeah. It's, it's not rocket science. And so often we, we, we turn it into rocket science. So who am I? I'm a 
um, I'm a simple practitioner or simple student of, of leadership and somebody who has had the privilege to both learn and practice it in some pretty unique circumstances that, that the Navy and the military gave me. And I'm very, very honored to be able to be here and, and talk to folks about it. I grew up in Ireland, the son of a publican, which is way in Ireland, what we call somebody that owns a pub. So I grew upstairs in one of those pubs. So I grew up pulling pints. I really think that you know, we say that we're some of our parts, we're some of our experiences. And so much of the foundational elements of leadership, uh, I can honestly say I learned in an Irish pub because where, where else where else in the world can you see the human condition laid bare uh, oh, good. more than at two o'clock in the morning in an Irish pub? They're singing, they're laughing, they're dancing, they're fighting, they're they're doing it all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, came to the States. I was born in the States, but came back to the States when I was 18 to go to college, um, enlisted in the Navy and spent 33 wonderful years doing that. And uh, now I'm here at the University of West Florida, uh, really living living the dream. So it's it's a real privilege to to do that. So Aaron, I want to ask ask you a question before you yeah, wrap it up here. We, we don't want to make this first. We want to bore our listeners too much on the first one. Um, <laughs> in, in your, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but in your leadership journey, has there been a seminal moment where you learned something, something that was critical to how you viewed leadership? Is there was there a moment? Was there a time? Was there a sequence of events? And, and what was that thing? What was that one thing about leadership that it taught you? Yeah, amazing. The one that always immediately comes to mind was actually the events surrounding September 11th, 2001, my friend. So I was up in Brunswick uh, in an operational squadron at the time, BP-10, Patrol Squadron 10. And my crew was the one that was asked to fly the first mission out of Brunswick to be able to go provide a little assistance, communication, surveillance for New York City downtown uh, for some of the rescue efforts that were going on downtown and then flying up and down patrol in the North Atlantic coast. And really three, three specific learnings actually came out of that. And I look forward to exploring them obviously more as we move forward. But uh, first and foremost, we, I, I found what hit me the most was, was the incredible meaning that is found in calm. Mm. All the things yep. going on and our, our crew we were trained to do what we needed to do. We answered the call. We got ready. And it was probably the most like surreal calm and silence and preparation for being able to do that and support that evening that I had ever felt, at least up until that point. And because of that, we were all able to do what we needed to do. We were able to show up for each other because we certainly didn't know what was happening next. And we were saying goodbye to families for a while uh, and didn't know exactly for how long. So those elements, the, the meaning and the power in calm, when you are able to do that, folks think more clearly, therefore they're able to perform better. And even in dire or crisis type circumstances, people show up differently than if you don't, sh than if you don't show up calm. And so that was one. Uh, another one was uh, I found out a little bit in that moment because there were other things going on in the squadron and certainly throughout the country at the time that it, it made me realize that not everyone can or actually should lead. And I look forward to exploring that concept. But we all, I think, hold a certain degree of potential. You talk about the nurture nature proposition of leadership and you know how do we grow leaders. I think we all have some degree of potential. But then when we're put into certain circumstances, it shows who has the capacity to do it and who doesn't. And, and, and being honest and open with that, I think, can be hugely beneficial, most of which to the person that, you're, that you either afford or don't afford that position of leadership. 
And then finally, with that team, we had a couple of additional crew members that evening that weren't necessarily with the core team. And what it shed light on for me was that successful teams are actually inherently unstable. Like there are always people coming and going. We, we arrive each day with different sets of emotions. We un uncover some hidden talent and capacity and then grow that and get rid of the, you know, the weakness side of things. So literally every day is a different dynamic. Even if the people on your team stay the same, the success of that team is inherently unstable. So those three things, like it was all in, in reflection. Obviously, I wasn't thinking fully about all of this during that, that seminal moment uh, in September. But it really then allowed me a point to reflect on and then influence and inform what by what I learned, how I then began to lead into the future. So those are three things that I look forward to kind of digging into as we move forward and continue to learn and reflect myself. So I, I'd throw it right back at you. What uh, what seminal moment or, or perhaps two or three moments that you've kind of fused together for what informs your leadership core? So I, I I love this question and, and talking about the, the leadership journey and what moments because it really gets to the point of whether you are a reflective person or not. Ah, uh, yeah. And and as a as a leader, you have to be self-reflective. You have to look back and say, did that work? Did it not work? What did I learn from it? What did the people around me learn from it? Was it effective? And so forth and so on. Um, so it, very much the same with me. Uh, I'd, I'd say the most profound moment was. Uh, I was commanding officer of a, of a Navy base, Naval Air Station, and yeah. we had a terrorist attack. And um, that I had to go, and, and once the terrorist was neutralized, um, sadly, we lost three shipmates, yeah. um, nine others wounded. But we, and I hate to go so, I don't know, heavy with this, but it's it was a really, really important moment for me. Yeah. Um, when on the way to the scene, when I had to turn the scene over to the FBI, and I, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to see what I was going to see, but I knew that how I would react in those moments would feed the energy of the people around me. So if I went there and, and looked like a basket case, well, th that would just destroy their morale, the the their confidence in me. So on the way to the scene, my command master chief was sitting beside me. He asked me this ages later. He said, Skipper, I remember looking over at you and you were looking out the front window and your face was white, but you had this stony look on your face. And I remember that moment exactly because I was trying to steal myself for what I was about to see because I, I, I needed to be, I had to be, I had to become the leader that they needed. They expected me to be stoic. They expected me to be businesslike, to do the job that needed to be done. And then afterwards, when, when we came out of the, uh, out of the building, my senior civilian police officer, I uh, came up to me and he put both his arms, hands on my shoulders. And um, he said, Skipper, you lead and we will follow. We'll follow you through the gates of hell. And, and in that moment, it, this wasn't about me. It was, it was really nice of him to say that. But right. that was direct feedback for what I was doing was, was working. And he was getting strength from whatever I was doing. So it was almost like a feedback. So he was giving me the strength that I needed to carry on. So it was the idea that leadership doesn't just happen from the top. It's 360. It's up, down, all around. And the trust that you build is, it has to be 360. It has to be from everywhere. It has to be, everybody in that team has to be able to trust each other implicitly. Up the chain, down the chain, and horizontally across the chain. And that was a, that was a massive kind of 
just a seminal moment in, in my growth as a leader, even though it happened towards the end of my career. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was almost a validation in that what I was doing was was right. Uh, there you go. I, I love. I love your comment about the the calm. That that's the leaders that I looked up to were ones that you didn't mind going to with bad news, yeah, because you knew that they would look at it objectively, and they would help you find the solution. Yes, um, the, the 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 calmest place on a ship during a storm is the bridge, because if you're yelling and screaming up there, then it it inc- things are going to go south pretty quickly. Exactly, the calmest place in a dogfight is the cockpit. Because you're trying to think objectively and to to focus on the mission, so I'm I'm with you 100. percent And time and time again during my career, it's what I found that the most effective leadership and the most effective leaders are the ones that can stay objective and be objective and be calm and think about things objectively, not about the frustration of the moment, but where what the next steps are in order for for you to get where you need to be. And then that that gets into the I'm going to give three points because you gave three points. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you asked me for one, but I gave you three, so go for it. <laughs> it's the idea of being the leader that your people need. That that has, in all my experiences, in, lead, in being a leader, a follower, as part of a team, the good leaders are the ones that could give the team whatever it was that they needed in that moment, in that yeah. task, whatever it is. Because it's your job as a leader is to give the people that, that work for you their, whatever it is that they need so they can get the job done. When you become a barrier to them getting the job done or them getting what they need, then you need to take a step back or go yeah. down a different line of work. With, without a doubt. And, and inherent in that too, and I look forward to exploring this with you moving forward, is like that one, it, it's, it, it may be flippant to say that's not easy, but it's to call out the fact that showing up as who you believe others need, that may be, that may be very different than how you think you should show up. Like there's some rub there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and to get yeah. over that and, and to be able to acknowledge that narrative in our heads, but distance it a bit because you're like, hey, I, I don't think how my tendency to show up here is actually most beneficial. So I'm going to have to separate from that and show up a little bit differently because that's how I think this should look with others that I'm with moving forward. So there can absolutely be some huge internal dialogue and struggle there to be able to show up in that way. Yeah. Well, um, now we're kind of running out of time here in our podcast, but yeah, yeah. the first of what we hope is many, many podcasts. You and I could, I mean, we've done it already. We could talk about this stuff for hours. We eat, breathe, live, sleep. We, this stuff all the time. So I'm great. Even just us to have conversations about this stuff and, and then to invite people in and join in that conversation and, and really try and peel back the layers and the onion to figure out what is it? What is it about how you lead that has been affected? What is it that you've learned? What are the things that work for you? And hopefully we can maybe unlock a few things in our, for our listeners and help them along their journey. That sounds phenomenal. Excited to do it with you. Absolutely. Okay. All right, everyone. Look forward to uh, you tuning in on our next podcast. And until then, this is Tim signing off. Aaron as well. Thanks, everybody. We'll chat with you soon. Bye.